0: Thank you for listening to audio from First Baptist Church of Flora. If you would like more information about our church, please visit www.fbcflora.org. Amen. Thank y'all so much for your singing today. Y'all always bless my heart. I think y'all like at the cross. That, that's a good one, isn't it? Y'all, that sounds good. And Gil, that verse, that that I, I've sung that hymn my whole life. That might have been the first time I, I sang that hidden fourth verse or whatever it was there, man. Thank you so much. Well, y'all, let me just uh, start today by uh, a couple of things. I do want to give you a quick report. We'll have time at another time, uh, at another time to give a fuller, fuller report to the mission trip, but uh amazing week of ministry in the Dominican Republic. Uh, because of the unrest in Haiti right now, HMM is not crossing the border into Haiti. So we stayed on the Dominican side, even though we were right at the border. We were in a town called Pedernales, same place we went last year. And uh, great, great place to do ministry, working with the church there. Did a medical clinic this year, first time we've ever done uh, anything like that as far as a medical clinic with HMM. Uh, Took two nurse practitioners with us, my sister-in-law, Becky, from Magnolia, Mississippi. She was. She had to get home because she's the church pianist at First Baptist Church of Magnolia, and my brother is the minister of music there. And so he, she had to get home last night for sure. And uh, and then Teresa Hill, who is a church member, a former church member from Country Woods, that she and I've been on many mission trips together, and they were our medical professionals that uh, took care of us and saw uh, over the course of the three days that we did ministry because we lost a day of ministry um, in our trip down uh, but the three days that we were doing ministry there in the village in the town we saw about 350 patients and had great opportunities had uh, uh, some folks saved in the medical clinic uh, folks coming in and uh, Teresa get to share with them Becky share with them other folks uh, that were became our pharmacist for the week passing out the medications that we had for the patients it was a wonderful time and then we had uh, groups that went, basically went door to door in the town, passing out rice and beans. And that's one of the uh, one of the strategies that HMM Hispanola Mountain Ministries uses to share the gospel in the community is to go door to door with a gift of rice and beans and uh, to talk with people throughout the day. Our teams were able to go and do that, um, and the three days that they were in the town doing that uh, led somewhere in the neighborhood of probably 70 people to faith in Christ. And so we give God the glory for that. Uh, Wonderful, wonderful time of ministry. Um, So thank you all so much, so much, so much for praying. I know you were praying. You had to be praying. So many of you know about our struggles getting down there. Uh, the enemy was coming against us from, uh, fr- from way before day one, but as soon as we, literally, literally, as soon as we left the parking lot of the church, at 2 o'clock last Saturday morning, uh, we got to Pocahontas and had to pull over to the side of the road because we got emails from uh, travel agents saying that our flight had been canceled that morning uh, from Jackson to Charlotte. So right off the bat, here we go, and we got to the airport long story short i'll give you more details later but long story short it took us three solid days of travel to get to uh, dominican republic we were supposed to be there on saturday evening about uh, 5 6 o'clock we finally arrived at our hotel on monday night uh, around seven o'clock three solid days of traveling multiple changes in travel plans Uh, six of us six of the fifteen of us Ended up having to be put on a flight from Atlanta to New York City uh, to, um, and then the rest of our team stayed in Atlanta. Uh, I, I woke up on my birthday uh, last Monday in New York City. Didn't think that was going to happen, and uh, so I had breakfast in uh, my birthday breakfast was in JFK Airport in New York City. Certainly didn't think that that was going to happen, um, but we all arrived on Monday night. Uh, and the six of us that went to New York City, none of our luggage arrived with us. So we uh, we stayed. We tried to wait on luggage. Uh, most of it showed up by Tuesday night, or Tuesday, I should say, Wednesday morning. At about 1:30 in the morning, uh, I got a call that the guy was in town with our luggage. So I got up to get it and uh he pulled out all of this luggage. And I called my sister-in-law cuz she was waiting for her luggage. She was in her hotel room. She came running down there so excited to get her suitcase and it wasn't there. And uh same thing for Beth Shepherd. Uh, her suitcase didn't show up either. Mine did, but it, theirs didn't and uh so they uh you know, it was just a huge letdown for them. Uh, Becky's came in the next day. Uh Beth <laughs> Beth got hers um Beth got hers about 5 o'clock Thursday afternoon, and we left the hotel at 7.30 Friday morning. So she had her suitcase for about 12 hours. Uh, and, uh, so, and then my sister-in-law, Becky, didn't get her, uh, her suitcase. We got back to Jackson either. I don't know what it is with Becky and her suitcase, so she headed to Magnolia without her suitcase last night. She didn't care. She was ready to get home like the rest of us. But anyway, the the enemy was just coming against us every way possible, and uh, we kept pressing on, knowing that the Lord had called us. Uh, The Word of God says go, and we were going in obedience to Him, and the Lord had called us to go, and we kept pressing on, and uh, knowing that greater is He that is in us than he that is in the world, and the enemy was not going to have the victory in this, and we kept pressing on, and uh, thank the Lord we did an incredible uh, week of ministry. And... A huge part of that was due to y'all's serious prayer cover. I know a bunch of y'all knew about our, our struggles in traveling and you were praying, praying, praying because you had family members and other folks on there. And uh, But uh, that's that's what got us through. Is, is It was a church effort. Uh, and so thank y'all for that. Thanks Shane Jones. She's the one who was the head of the, the leader of this trip. She did a super job of that. I appreciate our Our staff, they always, I never have to worry about anything when I leave and and, uh, the staff is always awesome uh, keeping things going. Our deacons, uh, ministering to folks, checking on my wife for me while I'm gone and things like that. That means so much to me and uh, just appreciate so much. Uh, so that's a little snapshot of the trip and we'll have pictures and all kinds of you've seen some of you've seen on Facebook and things like that and, and there's lots of stuff out there already a couple of things I want to talk about as I get into the message and that, that will go into the message first of all if you got your bulletin there was a uh, uh, gospel track inside this inside your bulletin and I hope that you got one if not there's plenty of these around uh, I got these this past week from the Mississippi Baptist Convention Board Don Lum at the evangelism department uh, offered these to any church that wanted them. Awesome little gospel track right here as we get ready for Fourth of July. That's why they're inserted today. Give you about a week uh, to find somebody to share this with. Uh, p- take it, get it right now. Put it in your purse. Put it in your pocket. Don't leave it on your pew. Uh, if you can, if you can help it, and uh, try to find somebody this week that you can share this gospel track with. It's a wonderful, wonderful way uh, to share the gospel. And we got a bunch more. There's some of you get. Uh, Get excited about it, and you want to share with a bunch of people? Come on by. I've got—I still got a a big stack of them left, and I'd be glad to share as many as I can with you if you want to take multiple copies. But uh, just—I'd like for each person to have one. You know, we're still win one disciple one. This may be your way to win one this week. If you hadn't had an opportunity to win somebody faith in Christ so far this year, this might be the way that you get to do that. So, uh, grab one of these and uh, try to share it with somebody sometime this week as we head toward. Uh, 4th of July. Can I can you believe I'm even saying 4th of July, but we're we're headed that direction. So um grab one of those and do that. And as the front of the uh, track says, freedom um our nation has made a a huge shift this week with the Supreme Court ruling from uh on Roe v. Wade. And uh I just <laughs> You know when I, I got when I got I got a text in the Dominican Republic from my brother uh, that said Roe reversed, and I just I, I couldn't believe it. I was speechless that it actually happened, and uh, I think the last stat that I saw some 60 million babies, uh, been aborted since Roe v. Wade was passed, and it's just amazing to think about that. It's heartbreaking to think about that, but it's amazing to think about what could happen going forward and I know there I know there's a lot of moving pieces to this. I understand that, and uh, so church uh, we will celebrate and we do celebrate that the right thing has been done. uh we celebrate that, and the church has got to continue doing what we have done, and that is to continue to stand for life from birth to grave and and that it is so important for us to do that and to stand with folks that are struggling in whatever realm of their life with decisions that have to be made and things like that it's i'm not saying it's easy anywhere but the right thing has been done and we celebrate that and i'm so thankful for what's happened this past week so i encourage you to do what you've been doing through the years, I'm sure, and that is continuing to pray. Uh, this is a huge answer to prayer. We've, uh, we've prayed for years and years about this, preached on the sanctity of life multiple times, January or first Sunday in January some is the sanctity of life Sunday each year, and uh, I usually preach that, uh, that time. And so it's huge for us, and I know that y'all know that. So let's keep praying and then as a church try to discover what, you know, what's our part going forward in this now. Uh, for us, for First Baptist Flora, how do we keep moving forward in this? You'll have opportunities, I know, in your circles to discuss this with people and maybe to interact with some people that don't agree with this and are you know very upset about it. So as believers, let's try to, we will never back away from the truth let's, and let's, let's stand on the truth in grace and in love and uh, not in a, a militant way, even though that's what we will, and are, and have, and will continue to face those who are militantly opposed to what's happened and have been, and that's that's a big part of what's going on right now. But we celebrate that, and I'm I'm thankful for that. And so let's uh, let's thank the Lord right now for what has happened. Let's let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father. Uh, it is is a day of rejoicing, Lord, as we consider um, the fact that not, not every child is going to be saved because it's still, uh, we know that the ruling uh, didn't abolish it, but God, there's going to be a lot more children that will be saved than has been in the past, and so we thank you for that. We thank you, Lord, for uh, being the the author of life. Thank you that every child is fearfully and wonderfully made. And, uh, Lord, I pray that we as the church, the body of Christ, will stand, continue to stand on your truth and stand in love and in grace. Uh, But stand and stand strong, Lord. Uh, Because these are difficult days and will get more difficult as we move forward. Um, The level of spiritual warfare that we're experiencing, even saw that this past week with Mission Trip. and all of my years of doing Mission Trips, God never had the experiences that we had this past week uh, in those areas. Um, And so, Lord, just so many things. We just see so many ways that the enemy is coming against your people and your word and your truth and the gospel. And it's no surprise to us. It's obvious that this is what will happen in the final days of, uh, before Jesus returns. And so, Lord, help us to continue to, to stand strong in you and in the strength of your power. But, God, we thank you today, Lord, for, uh, for the decision that was made this past week by the Supreme Court. And, Lord, help us to move forward in truth and righteousness and love and grace and mercy and to glorify you and to live for you and to point people to Jesus every opportunity we get. In Jesus name I pray, amen, amen. Amen. So it's, um, the Lord uh, knows what we need to preach each, what I need to preach each Sunday, what we need to hear each Sunday. And so uh, when I was gone back in November, went on my week long uh, kind of preaching and praying, uh, study time and preparation time for sermon, plans and preaching plans for the year. I determined that the Lord was leading us to talk about, uh, to do the Ten Commandments this summer. And uh, there's a and so I think today is very appropriate for a lot of reasons, because we're going to talk about the Sabbath today. Talk about the Sabbath. Um, and uh, we'll talk about what that means in just a minute. Um, but you think about the fact that when we were down in Dominican Republic, and anywhere, anytime you go to a foreign country there are embassies in those countries that represent us that represent our nation US embassies that are there in those countries and that those those embassies represent our home in a foreign land that that embassy I remember one time uh, driving past the embassy uh, when I was in Nicaragua and past the embassy and it was it was just there and I, I mean even as we drove past I kind of felt a sense of security uh, just knowing it was there I, and and I saw our flag flying and I just kind of like oh okay they are gonna take care of me if something happens there they are and 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 so that's what embassies are for and the rules and the laws of our home your home nation apply inside the walls of that embassy and so you and I know that the Word of God tells us, and we experience it, and are experiencing it even more in the days in which we're living, that you and I are living in a foreign land. You understand that, right? Uh, the, uh, it, that's what the Word of God tells us in First Peter chapter 2, verse 11, that we are aliens and strangers in this world. We are aliens and strangers in this world, and that's one of the reasons Uh, In fact, one of the main reasons that the world rails and rages against us so strongly is because we live by the laws and the commands of another world. Not that we don't obey the laws of our land, but inside our world as the body of Christ, we obey and live by these commands, and the world doesn't and so because of that we face the difficulties that we face the commands of god that we're talking about specifically these 10 commandments but the word of god the commands that we find in the word of god are absolutes they they're absolutes it's absolute truth and the world says there are no absolutes The world says that absolutes don't exist. There is not clear right and wrong. That's what the world says. And you and I know and we live by the fact that the Word of God says, yes, these are the commands that are absolutes. The world doesn't agree with that. And so the world comes against us because we stand there. The commands of God are absolutes. The commands of God are unchanging. They don't change. But the world says, I can change anything I want to change to suit my wants and my desires. I'll change anything I want to change, and you can't tell me that I can't change my gender. You can't tell me that I can't change who I want to marry. You can't tell me I can't change. That's what the world says. And so we they come against us because of that. The commands of God are perfect. And the world the world says there's nothing perfect in this world, the, the world doesn't agree with that. The commands of God are spoken by the one true living God. And the world says there is no God. Or the world says I'm my own God. The commands of God give clear, distinct directions for our lives. And the world says I'm going to make it up as I go along. So that's what we're dealing with. That's why these commands, and specifically these Ten Commandments that so we're talking about this week, uh, th- this summer, apply to us still to this day. And they don't change. And we live by these to bring honor and glory to the Lord. And the world does not like that. So grab your Bibles and turn to Exodus chapter 20 again, verses 8 through 11, as we take a look at uh, these verses that talk about. The Sabbath, Exodus chapter 20, verses 8 through 11. Would you stand, please, and let's read these verses together. <clears throat> the Word of God says, and these, this is God's words, you see, verse 1, and God spoke all these words. So he said in verse 8, <clears throat> Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter, your male servant, your female servant, your livestock, or the sojourner who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. May God bless the reading of his word this morning. Let's pray. So Father, will you help us now to hear from you? And respond in obedience with our lives as your Holy Spirit speaks to us this morning. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you so much. So, um, as I said, you know, when I, back in November, determined that the Lord was leading me to preach the Ten Commandments, I had no idea, I didn't realize that uh, I would need to talk about rest on this day after... Uh, the week that we've had but that's what we're talking about today that's we're talking about we're talking about rest Uh, vbs was just a few weeks ago and and uh, certainly we needed lots of folks needed rest after that incredible week but busy tiring challenging week that we experienced in vbs uh, the mission trip, uh, folks needing rest after that. I promise you, I'm going to take a monster nap this afternoon, and we just need rest. And you know, we remember back in kindergarten, and uh, the, uh, you, you took your you took your nap, your your mat to kindergarten so you could take your nap. And when I remember as a little kid, I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to take my nap. And now as an adult, I think that's the smartest thing in the world. You know, that's the greatest idea that anybody could have that you would do that every day. And we we need rest and when God talks about the Sabbath the word Sabbath literally means day of rest so God is serious about rest aren't you glad amen I mean isn't that good news that God is serious about rest he rested we just read that that he rested after the creation of all that he did, he rested. Not because he was worn, slap out, whew, got to take a nap, but he rested and said, this is done. Everything that I've done is good, and it's very good, and I'm going to rest now. He rested. God is serious about that. He spoke through the prophet Isaiah and talked and connected repentance and rest to salvation. Uh, Isaiah chapter 30 verse 15 says this, this is what the sovereign Lord, the Holy One of Israel says, in repentance and rest is your salvation. So there's some connection there between repentance and rest that leads to salvation. We'll talk about that in just a moment, but so God's serious about it. We find it multiple times throughout scripture God talking about rest either through his prophets to us. For instance, Isaiah he spoke through Isaiah, then he spoke through the prophet Jeremiah again and talked about rest and and said to us that we will we will find rest when we walk in obedience. So that's kind of interesting to think about that that we will you're walking so that you're giving out some energy you're given some effort involved but even in your obedience and walking in obedience you find rest in the lord that's jeremiah 6:16. 6, listen to that verse it says this is what the what the lord says stand at the crossroads and look ask for the ancient path ask where the good way is and walk in it and you will find rest for your souls so we, we find these ancient paths, this word that's been around for thousands of years and that the world says that's why it's ridiculous that you people uh, read that word and obey that word and think that that word is really some kind of special book. I mean, it's so old, how can it still apply to our lives? But we know it's because of verses just like that that come from the one true living God where he says, ask for the ancient paths, Uh, ask where the good way is, here's the good way, this is the way, the word of God is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path, so this is the good way, and when we walk in this way in obedience to the commands of God, we find rest. It's a wonderful thing that God gives to us, that's why obedience to the Lord is is so important It's not us just gutting it out and white-knuckling it, white-knuckle obedience. Oh, I just got to obey the Lord. Man, there's rest in that for the child of God. God's serious about rest. Probably many of you, when you think about the word rest, this may be your favorite verse. And when you think about the word rest, that Jesus himself said. In Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, it was a memory verse that we had not too long ago where he says, Come to me. You know it, right? He said, Come to me. All you who are weary, anybody, raise your hand if that's you. All you who are burdened, raise your hand if that's you. He says, "You come to me. If you're weary, if you're burdened, if if the world is beating you up, if the burdens of your life, you got family struggles, you got relationship troubles, you got financial struggles, you got the burden of the wickedness of our world in you." the burden of anxiety and worry for your kids and your grandkids and all that kind of stuff. He said, you come to me when you are weary and burdened. he said, and I will give you rest. Jesus said, I'll give you rest if you come to him. Not if you go to your friends, nothing wrong talking to you. Your girlfriends about your struggles, not, nothing wrong talking with your buddies about your struggles. You need that. That's important as long as they are giving you good godly counsel, and sometimes God does that. But Jesus said, you come to me when you're weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. So you see, you go from this commandment uh, where God says, remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. You need to be sure you're resting You go from that to Isaiah, and you go from that to Jeremiah, and then you go from that to Jesus, and then you go all the way to the end of the book, to the book of Revelation, Revelation 14, 13, and it tells us that final, complete, perfect rest is promised to every Christ follower. There's going to come a day where we're going to rest for all eternity. And we're going to get to enjoy being in the presence of the Lord forever and resting from all of our labors here on earth. What a wonderful blessing of salvation to look forward to. Revelation 14, 13, And I heard a voice from heaven saying, Write this down. Blessed are those who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the Spirit, they are blessed indeed, for they will rest from their hard work, for their good deeds follow them. So rest is important to the Lord. So don't go to sleep on me. Don't get too, don't rest too much now. But let me share with you um, and think about what rest means. Let's contemplate rest, biblical rest. What does this mean? What does it mean to truly rest the way God wants us to rest? Here's the application for the message. We don't have a slide for this. I didn't send this, uh, this application, but this is where we're going That as children of God, we can rest in him through faith throughout our entire lives. We can rest in the Lord through faith throughout our whole life. So here's what I want to do. I want to take the word rest and use it as an acrostic today. Let's talk about biblical rest and what that means. The R is going to stand for this, remember the R stands for remember. If we're going to rest and rest in the Lord the way that we can rest in him, the way that we are blessed to rest in him, then we need to remember. Now, when we think about rest. A lot of times we think about uh, uh, physical rest, and certainly that's important. You know, hard work, been on a mission trip, uh, worked in Bible school, been working all week, been working all day. You need, you need some time to rest. You're physical body needs that rejuvenation and that's definitely important so important that we do that but what most of us need is mental rest we we need to rest our minds because our minds are satan's battlefield Last week on that mission trip, man, the thoughts running through our minds, man, what is going on here? Why is this happening? Maybe we're not supposed to be here. Maybe, you know, man, just constantly the doubts and the confusion and all doubts and confusion don't come from the Lord. And so constantly, the mind is our battlefield, and we got to be, be uh, understand that, and and that's where we face the attacks of Satan. And so many times we we find ourselves anxious and worried and struggling and depressed and discouraged, and we can't stop our we can't stop our thoughts. We we can't sleep because our minds won't shut down. They keep going and turning and churning, and we we can't stop worrying. We can't stop being anxious. We can't stop those angry thoughts. We can't can't stop those bitter thoughts, we can't stop those lustful thoughts. we can't stop those envious and jealous thoughts. It's just going non-stop. So how do we win this battle for our minds? How can we get our minds to rest? We need to remember. Remember what? Remember the promises of God. That's why I say to you all the time and I'll say to you again, had the opportunity just recently to talk to somebody who was struggling with thoughts and struggling with anxiety and worry and things like that, and my counsel to that person was: soak your mind in the truths of the Word of God. Get to the Psalms. Get to the Psalms and find the promises of God from the Psalms because they apply to you. They apply to you. Uh, you may remember at the beginning of the year, I. I went through all 150 psalms because I wanted to see, I just wanted to do a little research and see if I could find one promise from all 150 psalms. Now, I, there was a couple of them that I, I really couldn't, I, I couldn't twist it, to, you know, didn't want to twist it to try to make something into a promise, but out of 150, there's about 147, 148 of them that had at least one clear promise for us. Y'all, that's where we got, that's what we got to Remember? When things are going crazy, when our minds won't shut down, when we can't rest our mind, we must remember the promises of God. We need to remember the past exploits of God. How has God worked in your past Think about what he's done. God did that for me just this past week on the mission trip. I'm laid in bed one night and I'm concerned and anxious about the team and things like that. And just, and, and I, and then I just had to, he reminded me, do you not remember when I did this and this and how I've worked in your life, in the church's life, in, in my word? Remember the past exploits of God and remember the power of God. Just remember the power of God. The same power that brought Jesus out of the grave is the power that resides in you and me as Christ followers. Amen. So remember the power of God. If we're going to rest, we need to remember. And another word that's not, it's an R word if you want to throw it in there with this point is to rehearse those things over and over and over in your mind rehearse them over and over the psalms are a wonderful place to help and that's a strong case for scripture memory great reason for you to continue to memorize scripture wonderful reason why we do that every sunday is because you're not always going to have your bible right there with you and so when you're laying in the bed and you're, you're struggling or you're driving down the road and you got things you can't r- grab your bible you need to have those truths in your mind that you can pull up and rehearse over and over in your mind so important So remember who God is, remember what he has said, remember what he has done, remember what he's going to do right now on your behalf, and and remember those things, and you'll begin to find rest. So remember the promises of God, the past exploits of God, the power of God. The E stands for expect. So remember those things, and then secondly, expect. Expect what? Expect God to move expect God to move. Not because we're going to force his hand, we can't do that, but expect him to do what he promises to do in his word. One of my favorites is Jeremiah 33.3. You've heard that. Many of you know that verse. Where God says, call to me and I will answer you and I will show you great and mighty things that you do not know. So you know what we can do? We can expect that when we call to God and we cry out to him in prayer, and God, I need your help. God, I need this rest. God, I need you to help me. God, I need some comfort. I need some strength. Lord, I need uh, the power to keep moving forward. I'm struggling so hard. God, I need you. I'm calling to you that I can expect that God's going to hear me and he is going to show me great and mighty things that I don't know. You, you it take you three days to get to the Dominican Republic? God, we're going to keep calling to you. And the great and mighty things ended up 70-plus people coming to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Expect God to move. Expect him to act. Expect him to respond to your cries and to your prayers. Expect that. Because as a child of God, he loves you and he hears you and he cares about you. Never going to leave you. Never going to forsake you. Never going to let you go. He's with you every step of the way. Even when you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he is there with you every step of the way. So remember those promises, the past exploits, the power, and then expect God to respond to you because he loves you so much as his child. Expect him to respond to your cries for help. The S stands for stay. Stay, all right? Scripture memory. Again, a few weeks ago, months ago, one of my favorite verses was one of, my, one of our memory verses. And it's Isaiah 26.3 that says, You keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. You want to have peace? You want to have rest? Then stay your mind on the Lord. That's why these these promises are so important. That's why continuing to walk with Jesus on a consistent basis is so important because you've got to stay there. Stay your mind on him. Stay there. I love that word, stayed, whose mind is stayed on him, I love that word. It's as if God is just saying to us, "Stay there, don't move, don't move. I've got you. You're safe." Now you, I think about a father whose whose child is about to uh, get into a dangerous place. Maybe a child who's about to uh, to run out into a busy road or street or highway, or a child that's about to fall. Or, or and the, the father says, "Just stay there. Stay there. Don't move. Don't move." I've got you. I've got you. And you think about our Father saying that to us because there is peace in that. There's rest in that. When our mind is stayed on him, there's rest when we stay our minds on him. There is rest when we truly trust in him. There's a New Testament verse that uses a word that I think goes along with this as well. Colossians chapter 3 verse 2 that says set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. Hey, I don't have to tell you, you you set your mind on the things going on in the world right now, you're going to be in trouble, brother. You're going to be in trouble, sister. You, let you, you keep your mind there. You keep watching those news channels. You keep watching the social media feeds and, and just filling your mind up with all the stuff that's going on. And it's hard to get away from that stuff because we're inundated with it nonstop. But if you stay your mind there, and you set your mind there, you'll have no peace. You'll have no rest. None of this will work for you if that's where you're going to set your mind. I'm not saying stick your head in the, the sand and, and pretend like nothing, everything's fine. It's not. Everything is not fine. There's lots of bad, difficult things that are going on, things that the church needs to stand strong on. the church needs to address. But you've got to set your mind on the things above. That's this, God's stuff. You set your mind there. I think about that word set, and it reminds me of concrete setting up. I think about that. You know, before it sets, it's loose, it's, it's liquid, it's not solid, it's really not usable when it, b- before it sets up. But once it's set, then it's permanent. Once it's set, it's hard, it's stable, it's useful. At that point, you can stand on it, you can drive on it, you can build a building on it once it's set. And when our mind is stayed on the Lord, and when we have set our mind on his truth and his ways, then we'll find stability, we'll find permanence, we will find usefulness, we'll have a place to stand, we'll have a place to build our lives, a place that is set in stone. What did Jesus say about the two men that built their houses, one that built on the sand and one that built on the what? the rock, the stable place. And When we set our mind above on the things of God, then we'll find that strong place, and we can find a place that we can rest. And then the T finally stands for turn. If we're going to rest, we're going to remember. We're going to remember the promises of God, the past exploits of God, the power of God. We're going to expect that God is going to answer us when we cry out to him. When we need that rest, when we need that comfort, when we need that peace and that strength, we're going to expect that that uh, that, that we're going to be able to, that we need to stay our if we will stay our mind on him, if we'll set our mind on him, then we'll find that firm place that we can rest and then we turn. We turn. First of all, we turn to Jesus. We turn to the, we turn to Jesus. You remember what Jesus said? He said, you come to me. When you're weary and heavy laden, I will give you rest. You turn. You come to me. You turn away from all the stuff that is bringing anxiety, all the stuff that's bringing the struggles. You turn away from all that, and you come to me. You turn to me. You remember what Isaiah said? Back to that verse in Isaiah 30, 15. In repentance and rest is your salvation repentance if we repent that means we're turning repentance and turning away from our way of doing things and turning to jesus is where we find rest we find our salvation you know that word salvation it carries the connotation of being rescued from a difficult situation, rescued from a life of sin, rescued from being bound for hell and uh, rescued from being dead to being spiritually alive. And I I think about that and I think about the times over the course of years that I've been a firefighter where we've responded to maybe a really difficult car accident where somebody's trapped and we have to do the extrication and things like that. There have been times I've gotten into a car with somebody while, some, while the other firefighters are trying to cut the vehicle apart, get in there with the person and, and actually tell them, hey, just rest. Just calm down. We're going to get you out. We're going to set you free. And there have been times that they've, when they would rest and they would trust us, then we could get them out. And God is saying that same thing to us. You rest in me and I'll get you out. You turn to me, Jesus says, and I'll give you the rest. If you've never turned to Jesus for salvation, then my friends, you have no rest. You have no rest. So we turn to Jesus, and then we turn loose. We turn loose. I know it's easier said than done because there's so much going on right now that just pounds away at our sense of peace and stability gas prices and economy and food costs and rampant immorality in our world and uh, that is growing more and more aggressive every day and worry about our kids and our grandkids growing up in this crazy world and then I stand up and say I just turn loose all that stuff and you're going yeah right I understand that but we must turn loose We must remember and believe and stand on the truth that the Lord will provide. He is Jehovah Jireh. He's the Lord who will provide. And so as best as we can, we try to turn loose of our worries and anxieties and know that God's going to provide. God will provide. And then we, we turn it over to him. We just turn it over to him. And that's the invitation for this message is guarantee you there's some folks in here that are pretty knotted up with some worry and anxiety and pretty burdened with some stuff in your life and whatever it may be. And Now's the time for you just to turn it over to him. Let let him have it. I'm not saying let go and let God. I think that's a pretty, I think that sounds cute and it's a good, you know, people like to put it on their social media feeds because it sounds real spiritual, but it's really not very scriptural. Because we do turn loose, but we've got to stay with the Lord. We've got to continue focusing on him, and we've got to continue walking with him. But there is that moment where sometimes we just need to turn something over to him. And it may be that today you need that rest because you need to turn something over to him. Maybe it's your own salvation or lack of salvation. You don't know Christ so it's time for you to turn over, turn your life over to him and let him save you today. Others of you, maybe there is some something specific that you've been wrestling with and you want your pastor to pray with you about it, be honored to do that. If you just want to come to this altar and do that right now and turn it over to him and find the rest as we remember all that God will do for us, as we expect him to hear us, as we stay our minds on him and then we just turn to him and we turn this stuff over to him. I believe and know that when we will do that, we'll find the rest that he will give to us. And we'll experience that Sabbath in our lives. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, will you help us today, Lord, to respond to you in obedience, God, whatever that means for us today, Lord, whatever for those today that are here or watching the service that need to be saved today and turn their lives over to you, God, I pray they'll do that now. Others, God, that are wrestling and struggling with something going on in their life, the burdens, the anxiety, the concerns. They just need this moment of turning that over to you, Lord, afresh and anew. God, will you help us now to be obedient to you as you speak to our hearts. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.